Bright Suns, you're now listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast on the No One Is Listening Podcast Network. Punch it, Chewie! What have we here? Hello there. Morning, Senator. Greetings, my We are the ones who guard the power. We are the middle. The beginning. <laughs> Who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. You're a feisty little one, but you'll soon learn some respect. So, this is where the fun begins. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is madness. What did Lisa say? Join the conversation with the Star Wars friends on social media at SW Friends Show. That's at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the Star Wars friends at show at starwarsfriends.com if you have a comment or question you want us to read live on the show. Now, here are your hosts, the Star Wars Friends! Hey, what's happening, boys and girls of the internet world? My name is Christopher Marinin, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast on the No One Is Listening Podcast Network. And joining me today are my very good Star Wars friends. I'm Josh, and I've never been to Disneyland. This is Justin, and I'm jealous we're even having this conversation today. So, so much jealousy. Stab me in the heart. Why no, don't you? No, no, this isn't. This is about education. This is about education, y'all. This is a. Uh, of course, this is an educational podcast. No jealousy. No, no, no. And we're I'm ready gonna... to live vicariously <laughs> through you. Yes, yes. How Apparently. about that? <laughs> yeah. So, also joining us today uh, was my cohort at Galaxy's Edge, uh, my fiance Neely, who you just heard us a couple seconds ago. So welcome to the Star Hello. Wars Friend Show. Yeah. Hi. Hola. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, this is obviously the Galaxy's Edge recap show. But before we dive into that, I just want to address a hot topic right now. Josh, we kind of talked about this a little bit pre-show. These ridiculous Rise of Skywalker novelization leaks that have been happening. Um, you were just at C2E2 a week ago. They had the they had the book for early sale there, and I know that Del Rey was sending out copies to you know, industry people, and they have been leaking out little snippets throughout the last week. Um, I don't want to hear anymore. I don't want to hear anymore. I want to go into the novelization fresh. I think that what we have heard is just making the whole context of the rise of Skywalker more ridiculous. Um, but is there anything that you guys have picked up spoiler free? We don't want to, I mean, is there any, do you feel one way or another about these leaks? Are you more prone to read the book or are you less prone to read the book now? I'm going to read it, but barf. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll I'll probably listen to it on audiobook, but I haven't done any of the, like, I haven't paid attention to any any of the spoiler stuff. So um, most of that, I just, I just try to listen to the book when it rolls out and then just leave it at that. So, and I'll pick up the differences then versus trying to hear it secondhand through somebody else. 
Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. And, and I'll second the barf. Um, it's the, like the more like every day, something more ridiculous comes out about this story. And today, uh, as of today, was this March 5th. And this podcast that we're recording right now is going to drop on the 6th. If you were on social media and you're a Star Wars fan, you'll know what I'm talking about. The thing that dropped today on March 5th was just absolutely um, unfathomable. It just doesn't even it doesn't even make sense. So I don't know. We're still about a week and a half before we get our pre-order copies from Amazon. But uh, yeah, I'm just frustrated. I'm just frustrated. I was hoping that this novelization was going to turn me a, a different way. Um, but everything I keep hearing is just <sighs> it, it makes me ill. It makes me ill. <laughs> Anyways, um, but after Justin, you listen to the audiobook. Josh, you read the book. Uh, I'm sure you and I will be on the same pace as far as reading. Um, I would love to do a recap show on the rise of Skywalker and talk about the differences between the movie, the novelization, things that could have been added, subtracted, things like that. So if you're listening to us, yeah, um, we have to, we have to. So yeah. And I know I would just want to address, I know that we have a, a handful of questions that were sent in by our listeners about the rise of Skywalker. We're saving those questions for that show. So if you send in a question about the rise of Skywalker or a fan theory, please know that we will definitely, definitely answer those on our Rise of Skywalker recap show uh, coming up after the novelization drops. So, um, do either have either of you pre-ordered the Blu-ray set, the Skywalker Saga Blu-ray set? I, the one that's like two or three hundred dollars. Yeah, the is. mega one. No, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> the twenty-six it's, Blu-rays that have but it, ninety-eight hours of extra bonus footage. It's all on Disney Plus at on four K. Like I don't <laughs> right. Do I really need it? Like I can get it anytime I want there. So I don't know. We'll what see. is the bonus footage? So well, that's the thing is that they announce all this bonus footage. But if you like, you know how how Lucasfilm over the years has put out so many different iterations of the trilogies. There, every single iteration had different bonus footage in it. So I think it's probably just a culmination of or a, a compilation of all of that bonus footage um, put together in one place. But um, there are two main retailers that are selling the Skywalker saga. It's Walmart and it's Best Buy. Walmart has theirs retailing for 120 some dollars, but they don't have like the full picture book. They don't have the gorgeous layout that the Best Buy set does. But yeah, Justin, I'm with you, man. Like I'll take the digital versions. I don't know if I, I have I have the old trilogies. You know, I have the first six films on DVD, and it has a lot of good bonus footage. I have the Blu-rays, you know, so it, it, I don't know what else it could add. I will say the one thing I am going to get, I mean, I'm going to buy the movie, when it, the Rise of Skywalker, when it comes out, but the thing that I'm most excited about is those the score on vinyl. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm not going to get the picture discs. I just want the, the score. Yeah. And But... To that effect, I do want to reiterate that what we already reiterated or what we already said on Twitter, I will be signing any <laughs> as a first percent uh, John Williams fan in the in the world on Spotify. Uh. I will be signing um, scores. And if you have the soundtrack on any sort of media, I will I will sign it. And I don't know if you know this if you've ever done like a send away, but a lot of times you know it's like one price. For the signature, oh my and it's like another price for a quote or a character name. But I want to let you guys know that I will sign. I will add quotes or character names. If you want me to write Thrawn boys underneath, personal. <laughs> if you want me to write a Jedi, what do you know? I'll do it for free. <laughs> if you want Shuta or something, I'll do that for free. Yes. yes. If you want me to write Boba Fett on a dragon, 
Uh, yes, I, free. I feel like Josh should do what is it? Those cameo videos? Oh, my is that where you pay for them? Like, and yes. then he yeah. could just do his vocal impressions there. <laughs> I'd, I'd pay five dollars for that. Yeah, I, I'll even write Watt Tambor. Wee wee. I'll write that on. There. Oh my god! <laughs> so we are no, we are not going to aim to have a Patreon on the Star Wars friends. We're just going to have Josh do cameos uh, as a yes. way to help uh, <laughs> help our community out. But Josh, here to, um, I appreciate to, uh, you bringing up to our listeners that you are a top one percenter of John Williams uh, listeners. Um, that is a huge feat and people are starting to recognize it on Twitter and I appreciate that. So going into, you know, I just put the poll up today. Should we throw a party, uh, a live podcast after party at celebration? Maybe that could be an autograph session for you and any of the John Williams fans that are out there that want to meet an actual one percenter. So I'm happy that you're a star Wars friends. You're on our show. Um, and I think people people. at celebration are going to appreciate that too. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, thanks. Mm-hmm. All right. So, one thing, um, as far as the soundtrack goes, we were, Neely and I were at a place that has a soundtrack of all its own. And it was a very magical place. I was very happy uh, to have just returned from Galaxy's Edge. And of course, I've been playing this soundtrack like crazy for you guys. You guys probably heard this in some of the bumpers. But if you're on Apple Music, you're on Spotify, you can listen to the Galaxy's Edge Ogus Cantina playlist. And that's what um, you know I've been playing before shows to kind of get me hyped for Galaxy's Edge. But this was an experience that, I mean, it it's hard to put into words, and I'm happy that we have this opportunity to I not only talk with you guys, my Star Wars friends, but all of my Star Wars friends that listen to this show around the world that maybe not have the opportunity to go to Galaxy's Edge. And Justin, I know when we were texting, you know, you don't want spoilers and I'm, I don't want to give away spoilers for Galaxy's Edge. I kind of just want to take this hour and set the tone for what we experienced and kind of the the enjoyment that we had through this. So I guess to start this off... Um, you know, Del Rey put out a bunch of Star Wars books. They have Black Spire, um, which was a book that came out about a year ago. They have Crash, um, what was it? Um, Crash of Fate. Um, I, that was like a young teens novel. Um, I did not read that one, but the Black Spire book was a book that I read um, that was set in Batu, was set in Black Spire Outpost. And I know that my initial book review on that on Twitter was like, man, this just sounds like an advertisement for the park. Because they really, they, they name-dropped like Doc Ondars and Savvy's and Docking Bay 7 and all the foods that you can get at Galaxy's Edge. And I thought it was kind of cheesy. But when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about on this show, that Black Spire book, I want to go back and reread it. It actually made my experience at Galaxy's Edge better because it, it definitely created an environment around Galaxy's Edge and a story behind it. So it wasn't just a theme park added into Disney World. It had a life of its own and it had backstories with characters. And I got to see uh, the main character, V. Mirandi. We actually saw her with Chewbacca. And it was cool to see that character actor um, actually come to life at Galaxy's Edge, someone that was a character in a book. It was really cool. I actually pointed her out to Neely. Neely, did you recognize her? You did point her out, but no, I did not recognize her because I didn't read that book. Exactly. Um, But now knowing that, that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So that was really cool. Um, But I got to tell you guys, there was a lot of excitement um, leading up to 
this whole adventure we went on. We've been planning this Disney trip for a long time, and yes. we actually held off on booking this trip to Galaxy's Edge because we wanted to wait for the rise of resistance to open up. Um, we could have easily went months ago when Smuggler's Run was the only attraction there, but for us to fly down there, stay at a resort, pay all that money, you know, we wanted to make sure we got the full experience. So um, I'm very happy we waited. However, I was nervous as hell that we were not going to be able to ride Rise of the Resistance. And I've talked about this on previous shows. There is a very uh, intense very um <laughs> obscene process to convoluted. get a boarding pass yeah very convoluted um yeah. method to get on this ride so um i've been doing my research been all over twitter all over um walt disney world news today disney food blog there's a number of different resources that gave people tips on how to obtain a boarding pass and if you don't know what i'm talking about if you go to galaxy's edge in, in Walt Disney World, Hollywood Studios, or Disneyland proper, what you have to do, you have to get up super early, okay? So the, the park will normally open up at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., and just due to demand, they've been opening up the park earlier and earlier. And when you go on vacation, you don't want to wake up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m. You want to sleep in, man. You want to go to the park at your leisure. You don't want to have to make it into a, a stressful experience. And what has happened is because the demand since Rise of Resistance has opened, it's creating this very stressful experience where people are waking up very early. If you're not staying on property, you have to drive, you have to park, you have to do this whole big song and dance just to wait in line to just get in the park for a lottery chance to be able to ride Rise of the Resistance. So um, luckily, we stayed on resort. We, we booked the closest hotel we could. So if you go to Walt Disney World in Florida, the Swan and Dolphin Resort is right there on campus. You just take a 20-minute stroll from the resort into Hollywood Studios. And what was funny is we, we got up, we got breakfast, and we had all our clothes laid out. We had our Star Wars uniforms on. We had our, we, we had our resistance jackets on. And we get down to the cafe, um, grab a quick snack to go. And we met up with this, uh, this wife. Or not a, but a mother, a mother, mother and her daughter. Yeah, a mother and her daughter. And they walked with us the whole way to Hollywood Studios. And we got to meet these really cool people that had the same mission that we did. Oh, shit. Yeah. We saw on, we saw on the internet, you have to get there early to do this thing. And the, you know, the mom didn't know how to work the app. So the daughter's showing her and then I'm showing her. And it's just like this whole I thing. I wonder if they got to ride. Yeah. We don't know. We parted ways at the uh, gates. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> it was Star Wars friends. They were definitely yeah. new Star Wars friends. Yeah. Nice. Don't go starting a podcast with them, though. We might get jealous. <laughs> <laughs> but they were from Michigan, Josh. They were definitely Michigan Ooh. people. Um, okay, okay. But it's, but it's interesting. You know, those, they were two people that you wouldn't think that would normally get up super early to go wait in line to ride a Star Wars ride. But that is, this ride goes beyond Star Wars fans. Um, and it's, it's and we'll, we'll dive into it, but it, it definitely showed me right away like, oh, this isn't just Star Wars nerds getting up to ride this ride. It's Disney lovers. It's just theme park yeah. attraction lovers. So it's a pretty big deal. So bottom line is we got there super early and it was, you know, we walk up to the gates and we're like, oh man, like there's not really a lot of people here. Okay. Like there's maybe, I don't know, 400, 500 people. Um, within five minutes of us getting there, you turn around and there is an endless line of people behind you. We got there at the right exact time. Exactly. Um, it was nuts. It was mm -hmm. crazy how many people were lined up um, 
couple hours before rope drop. And uh, yeah, we got there at six thirty. Yeah, yeah, and, dro- and rope drop is supposed to be at eight. Um, mm-hmm. And we just kind of passed the time by, you know, refreshing our apps, making sure our, our phones are ready to go, um, turning off all the cellular data for apps we weren't going to use. I downloaded the atomic clock so I can watch like the actual seconds move, so I knew when to open up the app. Um, so here's so here's the here's the protocol, guys. Um, cast members come out. And they kind of tell the crowd what to do. And there's announcements that are played over the loudspeakers like, hey, Galaxy's Edge is open today at 8 a.m. Make sure you have your app ready to go so you can get in the queue for Rise of the Resistance. And it would play like every 15 minutes. Cast Mm -hmm. member would come through. And the cast member that came to us was super awesome. She told Star Wars jokes. I actually posted a few of those videos on our Twitter at SW Friends Show. Um, And she got the crowd hyped. And it really it it felt like Disney. It right that at that moment when the cast member came out and started telling Star Wars jokes, I was like, okay, we're in Disney. Um, but we were so nervous, and people around us were super nervous. They were asking, like, hey, is this app like, is this what I'm supposed to do? Is in like, and then I saw another cast member and I, I grabbed him basically and was like, hey, can you test our magic bands? Because I was so nervous that something wouldn't work. Um, and th- because you can't access the boarding groups until you have like gone into the park you have to scan your magic band so if you are planning on going to galaxy's edge you need a few things you need the walt disney experience app downloaded on your phone and you need a magic band that is connected to that app if you do not have one or either of those you are not going to ride this ride So if you're listening to this show and you want to go to Galaxy's Edge and experience it fully, you need the app and you need the the magic band. Um, Another hot tip is on the app, you can book fast passes. Um, Now, obviously, we're not going to talk about our Disney experience, which we absolutely crushed, but um, (laughs) you can book a fast pass for Smuggler's Run now. And if you stay at a resort, you can get that fast pass 60 days in advance. If you just buy a ticket, you can get that fast pass 30 days in advance. I highly recommend you get the fast pass for Smuggler's Run because, dude, you just zoom right up into the cockpit of the Falcon. You do not have to wait. And it was like you were a VIP. So anyways, let's go back to this opening experience here. They let the rope drop come early. And of course, we were stuck in the line that was had the slowest line ever. And you're just watching all the lines around you. Just everyone's going through the gate. And I'm like, Argh! the people in front of us are like, yeah. Actually, if I remember correctly, Neely, and you can you can you can tell me if I'm wrong. The two people in front of us overheard our anxiety. They turned around and they're like, yeah, we actually couldn't get on this ride last time we were here. Mm-hmm. Um, they tried to. Uh, no, the people that were right in front of us rode it. The third day that it was open. That's right. That's right. And then and the app, the boarding pass thing worked differently at that time. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what it was. It was a different type of setup. And now they were worried that they weren't going to be able to ride it because of the way the app yes. was set up. Okay. That's right. So, um, so we get in early and our plan of attack was this. We knew that this sea, this legion of people were going to go to Galaxy's Edge. Because what happens is when the rope drops, yeah, you're allowed into Hollywood Studios, but you can go one of two directions. You can go to Batu, which is off to the left, or you can go to Toy Story Land off to the right. So our plan was this. We were going to go to Toy Story Land because we didn't want to fight the horde of people going into Batu. I did not need to be one of the first people going into Batu. Um, you know, that... It didn't matter. So we went to Toy Story Land with the hopes that we could get a boarding pass and then ride the 
most popular attraction outside of Rise of Resistance, which is Slinky Dog Dash, um, which is a really cool roller coaster. So we knew it's that- It's awesome. It's so awesome. So we we went over to Toy Story Land, no Star Wars fans around us, none. And um, that, that got me thinking. I go, hmm, all those people, the couple thousand, maybe 3,000 people that are lined up to go to Batuu, you know they're all on their phone. You know they're all trying to refresh that app. It's going to bust those circuits up. And people's phones are going to be delayed because they're all in that big group. And they're and you know when you're when you get in a mass of people with cell phones, it mm-hmm. sometimes slows Service down your connection. Down. Yeah. So we went over to Toy Story Land where maybe a handful of people were actually concerned about the app. And I am frantically looking at my phone, you know, because I seen some things on Twitter like, oh, they released the the app early or whatever. And I got the atomic clock rolling. I'm watching the seconds tick by and I'm just ready to go. And with like four seconds left before 8 a.m., I just happened to flip that app on. And by the time it went on, so four seconds prior to 8 a.m., turn the app on, I was locked in to boarding group 11 which is absolutely insane. It's going um, pretty quick. Oh my God. Because these boarding groups, they all of them go within one minute. So you have only one minute from 8 a.m. to 8.01 to get a chance to get on the boarding group. And if your LTE is screwed up, your Wi-Fi is screwed up, your app screwed up, anything that could mess up your chance to get it, you're not getting on this ride. Like you're just literally not getting on the ride. So you can spend thousands of dollars, you can travel thousands of miles and and do all this to not get on this ride. So to have the opportunity to not only get a boarding group, but to get a, an early number. Because the other thing with this, they only board on average 10 to 11, maybe 15 at max groups an hour. And that's if the ride doesn't go down, if it doesn't have maintenance issues. Um, and it's been notorious since it's been released to have malfunctions. And the week that we went last week, you know, that, that Tuesday, the Monday, Tuesday, they had only put on 40 groups a day, hmm. you know, over a course of a 10 hour, 12 hour park day. So we were nervous that we weren't even going to get it. But boarding pass 11 was a guaranteed spot. It was, um, I literally was shaking. Um, with excitement, yes. uh, I literally, my, my, I was shaking. I was, I was in like people like hard yeah, shaking Cause I was so excited. <laughs> it was like the best victory possible because this whole time I'm like trying to convince myself it'll be okay if I don't get on the ride, but I know As if I don't get I. on, yeah, but if I don't get on the ride, I'm going to riot, you know, I'm going to freak <laughs> out. Um, so to get an opportunity to ride this thing, I, I just knew, Boarding Pass 11 is something I'm going to remember the rest of my life because it's one of those transformational experiences. Like, mm-hmm. it's getting the golden ticket in, Will- in Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. It really, it was that experience. You going to get a tattoo? Boarding Pass 11? <laughs> I fucking should. <laughs> oh, totally, dude. Nice. I, I mean, it really was a transformational experience. So, okay. So, we get Boarding Pass 11. I'm hyped up and we're, we are still in line to ride Slinky Dog Dash. So we literally, it took us five minutes from, from the point of having this euphoria of getting this boarding pass to then riding the most popular attraction at, at Toy Story Land, Slinky Dog Dash, which is normally like a 120 minute wait. That's two hours that people wait on average to ride this roller coaster. Because of our, our method, and I would implore anyone going to Galaxy's Edge to follow our method, we got to ride Slinky Dog Dash right away. All right, so we did that, kicked ass, it was super fun. 
now we're like, okay, it's time to ride Rise of the Resistance. So. Yes. So when you get your, when your boarding group is called, you get a notification from the app saying like, hey, your boarding group is called. That's right. Get there. Our said, get there by 920. <laughs> right. And it was so like 820. You had like an hour from the time your boarding group is called to get on the ride. Yeah. And if, okay. you, miss, if you miss that window, you miss it. You do not get to ride the ride. You don't get in a backup group or anything like that. So, yeah, you're right. By the time we got off Slinky Dog Dash, we had uh, a little bit under an hour to get over there. Um, oh, yeah. So we hit up the restrooms, did that whole thing, walked around the beautiful Chinese theater that they have there, which is now Mickey and Minnie's Runaway yeah, Railway, which that just opened. super cool. Yeah. Um, so we walked around there. We walked past Star Tours. And then you come up to this, like, carved-out piece of concrete. It looks like it's just, you know, it's like a hill and they just carved out a tunnel through this hill. And that's your, that's your entrance into Batu. There's no sign. There's no big welcome to Black Spire. There's no Star Wars logo. It is just a carved out tunnel in a hill. And you're like, okay, all right, things are going to change. And then I'm not kidding. Within a span of like 60 feet, you go from Muppet Vision and big like Hollywood Studios, Disney, crazy, crazy, crazy to like, Oh, damn, you are in a totally different world. And I'm not yes. exaggerating. Um, mm-hmm. Not just because I'm a Star Wars fan. It is purposely built to be a different world. And the way that the Imagineers built the, the actual Black Spires and how they put um, how they built the mountain range to sit at your point of view actually makes you feel like you're in a very large, massive environment. Um and, you know, you can watch it on TV and YouTube videos. It doesn't, until mm-hmm. you're there, you don't even get it. It's it's absolutely yeah. nuts. So we walk into Betu, and we get in the Rise of Resistance queue. And it's just one of those moments where you're like, ha I got boarding pass 11. And then you're like, are, you're kind of unsure. You're like, is this real? Is this real? And then they scan your magic band, and the Mickey turns green. And you're like, oh, shit, it's real. Like, like oh, my in. God. Oh, dude, it was the craziest uh, feeling. Because um, there's no line. It's, it's only boarding yeah. pass. So you, once again, feel like a Star Wars VIP. You're like, all right, man. Like, I'm, I'm walking through this. Um, and you go through the queue. And all I'm going to tell you about the queue is this, because I don't want to give spoilers. If you are a Star Wars fan, it is it is an absolutely incredible experience on so many levels because the queue is it's gorgeous. It's a Disney queue, but they spare no. Um, I mean, they listen, everything is meticulously crafted to appeal to diehard Star Wars fans. But also, if you're a kid, if you're just a child or a young kid, you're just going to think it's the coolest thing ever. But if you're a nerd like we are, you're going to look at all the symbols. You're going to look at all the different weapons, the blaster types, the helmet types, the jumpsuits. They have Finn's like weird um, bodysuit that he wears in The Last Jedi when well, all the water's pouring out of him. Um, mm. They have so many cool things that you can look at while you're in the queue. Um, you know, we took a selfie in front of the the classic Star Wars like battle panel, like the glass panel where they have all the different like military layouts all the and everything. Blue circles, mm. yeah. Gotcha. So it's like a little selfie station that you can get on. Yeah. Um, but the queue was very long. It was very long, and and what it's supposed to be is a resistance tunnel. So basically, we're entering a resistance base. Okay. 
I don't want to give away too many plot details, and I feel like we might be getting there. Um, <laughs> I definitely don't want to do this to you guys. But I will tell you, you enter so many different rooms in this queue before you even get to the ride. And you feel like you're already in the ride and you don't even know what you're in for yet. Mm. So like the queue is part of the ride experience. And um, I will just say this. It is, it made me cry. This ride at one point, um, <laughs> like I literally had the most emotional experience outside of watching the Rise of Skywalker trailer at, at Celebration Chicago, where mm. I, I had an emotional um, a moment there. There was one point in this ride where you're about halfway through, and it's a long ride. I mean, it's a yes. very long ride. This is no, when people tell you it's 15, 20 minutes long, it's no joke. I mean, it's definitely, it's a long ride. Yeah. But there's one point in this where I just caught myself you know, you're, it's a trackless ride, so you don't actually ride on a track or a rail or anything like that. You're on a car driven by a droid. Um, hmm. But at one point, you just sit stationary and you just soak in the scene. You just soak in what you're looking at, and that's when it just hit me. I was like, damn, I am in a Star Wars movie. I am literally living inside of a Star Wars movie. It is The ride is designed to be fully immersive and... After about five minutes, you're in, like, dude, your brain can't tell the difference. You know, mm. like, when you're in the queue, everything's static, everything's stationary. But when you're in the ride and you see blasters, like real blasters blowing things up, and you see real troopers and real ships, and like, I mean, dude, it is authentic. It is. Everything that everyone has said about this ride is the truth. It is indescribable. Um, nice. And I know, Neely, you, you've teared up too. I did. Yeah, just the whole feeling of the ride. Just the difference between the Resistance cast members and the First Order cast members. It just is like a whole <laughs> environment right. that I was so scared. Yeah. Yes. And then so happy. It was just so overwhelming that I teared up at the end. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's true. And it's, and it, once again, without giving plot details, you do get exposed to the Resistance and First Order. Um, not going to tell you how or why or the secrets or... <laughs> no spoilers. How no it spoilers. happens. No. Um, if you are listening and you are planning on going to Galaxy's Edge, do not watch a, a walkthrough. Do not watch a POV. Uh, please no. go into it so you can be surprised. It is, it is worth the wait. It is. I, I refuse to watch a POV of this ride um, because I had read so many people I trust saying that it was a, an unreal experience. It was the greatest ride of all time. I've ridden uh, here. I, I've ridden every domestic Disney ride. This puts every single one of those into a category. Um, of not, I don't want to say amateur because no Disney rides amateur, but this is like an elite level ride and no other Disney ride is at this level. So um, it sets a bar that's so incredibly high, but for us being Star Wars, you know, like diehards, I know both of you guys are going to absolutely freak um, being there. It's, it's just unbelievable. So um, 
God, I wish I could tell you guys more, but I can't wait for you to write it so we can all connect on the, the storyline because there is a story. Yes. Um, so you're part of a story and it's a really cool story. And I just, I cannot wait for you guys to write it so we can all connect on it. So no more spoilers on that. Let's get into the rest of Galaxy's Edge because it's this whole big world uh, that they have there. So we get out of Rise of the Resistance and now it's time to eat breakfast because damn, we did it all. And the, it, it's only what, 9.30, 10 o'clock by the time that we already did the two biggest attractions at, at Hollywood Studios. Um, and we haven't even walked around Batu yet. So you walk into Batu and um, they have all these little, you know, like they have these little booths set up that sell uh, merch, like resistance merch, because um, you're still in the resistance part of the camp of the Black Spire Outpost. So they have two different like merch huts that have everything from like entry-level merch to they were selling like X-wing flight suits, like legit mm. X-wing flight suits, like cosplay worthy flight suits. Um, they were selling a Poe Dameron helmet for like 500 bucks, 400 bucks or something like that. Um, so you get, you can buy a $6 pin or a $400 helmet, right? Like they have everything at these stalls. And, um, it was all pretty. I've obviously never been to Burlington. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying. I was like, right. uh, you know, um, but these, you know, these merch stands were definitely unique. Um, the cast members in Batu were all wearing very customized garb. It was uh, very Star Wars, and there was not one cast member dressed alike. Everyone had yes, a different. They were all outfit. different. Um, now I was like, "Dang, I would work here." Yeah, it was, and actually, <laughs> the uniforms were pretty cool. Um, yeah. One thing that was definitely odd though. I didn't have any interactions outside of the bartenders at Oga's Cantina where the cast members were actually playing a character, um, which is one thing that we were sold on for this park that all the cast members were going to be in character or have some type of like character, I don't know, language. No one said bright suns. No one said rising moons. Um, didn't use yeah, only it. at Oga's. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And we had talked to multiple cast members because we had questions about things. And yeah, there was really no, you know, no interactions that made me say, oh, wow, like this person's from Batu or Black Spire. Um, so that yeah. was kind of odd. Um, so anyways, we walk in and we get to this beautiful tunnel, this like marketplace, I guess, is what you would call it. And it's this, um, it looks straight out of the prequels. So if you think of like, you know, the Phantom Menace where they went to the Moss Eisley and, and like, you know, it's it, it very reminiscent of what you would see in the prequels. And it's this gorgeous, like open air, half covered marketplace. It has restrooms, but it has all these little shops. And what was really cool about it is it looked like there was one shop where like a woodworker comes in and carves out these really cool creatures. So they had like porgs, they had loath cats, um, all the creatures of, of the star Wars universe, mm -hmm. but it was like a live carving station. So I would imagine someone comes in every now and then at galaxy's edge and carves these figures on the spot across from that. They had a stall where they had a vendor selling uh Sabat cards and Dejeric, um, the Dejeric mm, table, the and they were actually yeah. doing demonstrations of the game live in the marketplace. Dude, it felt so real. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, okay, this is a real Star Wars marketplace. Beautiful statues, incredible details. 
absolutely incredible details. It looks like nowhere else you've ever seen on planet Earth because it's not on planet Earth. It's in Batu, <laughs> um, <laughs> and it is it is unbelievable. So you keep walking through the marketplace, and they have different stalls for different um, merch. So the one was like a creature stand where they had um, stuffed loath cats. They had um, the weird spider from Rebels. Um, yeah, and they had a loath cat in a cage that was just sleeping and his tail was wagging. I don't think it was for sale. No. But it was very cute. It's very, very I cute. I liked it a lot. It, it went, a lot of people were trying to photograph it. It was definitely a hot item uh, in the creature stall. Any monkey lizards on a, on they, a spigot? They, okay, so this is the thing. <laughs> Dude, they were selling a ton of the Kowakian monkey lizards, all different colors, and what they do is they sit on your shoulder. And they have all these different characters that you can put a magnet on your shoulder and you just pop the creature right there and you can wear the creatures around Batu. It's really cool. cool. It has yeah. like a little remote with it, right? Yeah. Like it's a little remote that you hide kind of in your waistband to move it while you're yeah. doing it. Because they've done that with the, uh, the little baby um, dragons from Avatar. Okay. Uh, the I oh, can't remember what they okay. call the, the the winged uh, creatures that they fly on. You can buy baby ones, and they do the same thing. And it has this little remote that you put in your pocket to move yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what these things were. But like, I'm sure Josh, they will have a Kowaki monkey lizard on the spit at some point. Uh, it would be the perfect environment for that. Um, they had a Black Spire Outpost retailer that had uh, some merchandise from Batu. They had the what was the other one? It was um, the Toydarian Toy Maker. Okay, yes. so um, really gorgeous, like uh, custom sign that they had. And it looked like Watto, and it was like a three D like metal Watto that was hanging up outside the stall. And yeah, there's no like there's no big sign that just says Toydarian Toy Maker. You just see the metal Watto, and you're like, oh, if you know what a Toydarian is, like it's perfect. Like this is the stall, and that is where. I unfortunately have bad news, Josh, but I have good news for Justin. Um, sort of. Uh, they were all <laughs> sold out of the Ahsoka uh, dolls. That That is where you buy them at, is at the Toydarian Toymakers, those, those dolls. They were all sold out of those. And, um, you know, I kept going back to ask the vendors, like, hey, are you going to restock this? Like, when are you going to get more? The, the last time I went back there, it was some poor kid who I was like, hey, are you are you planning on restocking the Ahsoka dolls? And he just looked at me and he was like, you know, because Disney cast members have to be super nice and like super customer service. And he had, I could tell, this dude had no clue who or what Ahsoka was. And I was like, fire him. So oh, he's fired. That's this so poor sad. kid. Canceled. This poor kid. <laughs> he just made up some like weird answer and like played it off like, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it looks like we're all sold out right now. Ha <laughs> ha. I was like, you, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm just, I felt so bad. I had to walk away because um, I didn't want to well, be like. I think he maybe figured out who you were talking about because he was like, oh, no, we don't have any here. But I think her lightsaber is over at wherever you get the lightsabers. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think. So I think when he you first asked, he was like. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, Ahsoka. Got it. Yeah, yes. I felt, but I felt so bad. I didn't want to be like super nerd guy, like, you know, doing the Josh thing with my are. glasses. <laughs> They're too big for my face. <laughs> I, I do have a question. Did they take Republic credits at the 
Okay, so Darian. great question. Um, everywhere that you would buy something, they they called them credits. So when we bought drinks, when we bought uh, food, we bought any type of merch in Batu, they referred to it as credits. So cool. that was cool. That was a nice touch. That was like the only thing outside of the bartenders that was like kind of... And when we were doing like the photo pass, the photographers were like, put your cargo down oh, here. Oh, that's right. They did call it cargo. That was like the only other thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, actually, wait. They kept calling us travelers. Now I remember. Yes. yes. They kept calling us travelers. But they called everyone travelers. So, mm-hmm. yeah. okay. All right. Yeah. Now, now you're Public starting to credits? spark some things. Public credits are no good here. <laughs> So we, we're in this marketplace, and what's really bizarre is that you would think that these, these merch locations are big rooms. They're not very big. Um, they, they're so small. They're so small. They only hold like 10 to 12 people. So if you have any type of like anxiety about being around like tight spaces with people, those stalls in the marketplace are very tough to be in because yes. I, I don't mind people. But my goodness, like it is cramped in there. And I had to get out of some of those stalls. I didn't even want to be in them because there were so many people. Um, but we at this time, so we're walking through the marketplace. We're hungry as heck. Another hot tip for anyone going to Galaxy's Edge. Download the app because you can do a mobile food order and not wait in line. Ooh, it is so key. Yes. So we were hungry for breakfast. Of course, we ordered the Ronto wrap, which is one of the Batu classics, Black Spire classic. We got the breakfast Ronto wrap, which I think you can only get till 10 a.m. Yes. Yes, that is correct. Um, and the breakfast wrap, really the only big difference is it has um, eggs instead of hummus. Egg, yeah. So, um, and it's just basically a pita rolled hot dog with, I mean, it's a good ass hot dog with like. Like a kielbasa sausage. Yeah. It has a snap. It has a snap to it. Yeah. Um, but it's got a really cool like dressing. It's got um, just a really cool texture. You get all these different textures in this bite. Um so with this food, it's designed to be out of this world. It's designed to be something that is familiar, but totally unfamiliar at the same time. So it tasted fantastic, but it definitely had a really cool mouthfeel. Um, we did not try the regular Ronto wrap, though. So the breakfast one is is fantastic. But yeah, we did the mobile order, placed the order, walked right up to the window, and within a minute, we had our food ready to go. So we did not have to wait in the crazy line you know, for breakfast time. It was 15, 20 minutes long for breakfast. It's crazy. Can we can we ban the phrase had a good mouthfeel from this show <laughs> from here on out? <laughs> well, Please. Can okay, you get him to stop okay. saying it in his real life? Oh, my God, you guys. <laughs> killing me. Uh, so, feel. all right. <laughs> we'll put that on the list, Josh. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who played Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian. Happy to be your Star Wars friend. You're listening to the Star Wars Friend Show. What's happening, listeners of the Star Wars Friends Show? You may recognize my voice from just a few seconds ago as Christopher from the Star Wars Friends Show, but did you know that I'm also one of the hosts on the No One Is Listening podcast with my uh, not-so-Star Wars friends? Hey, I like Star Wars. Don't knock me for not liking Star Wars. Everyone loves Luke Solo and (laughs) Uh, Emperor Peppermint. Peppermint Peppermint. That's David Derrick, y'all. That's us. We host the No One Is Listening podcast, and we invite you to catch up on season one of No One Is Listening podcast at Noyle Podcast. Com or no one is listening.org. Hit us up on social media at Noyle Podcast. And you also want to check out those What's Your Favorite episodes because we got something in the tank. 
Season 2 dropping March 31st, 2020, y'all. Season 2 and no one is listening podcast. So catch up on us after Star Wars, friends. March 31st. Card subject to change. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on Season 7 of The Clone Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Now, back to the Star Wars Friends. Can you get him to stop saying it in his real life? Oh my god, you guys. (laughs) Killing me. Uh, So... All right. <laughs> All right, we'll put that on the list, Josh. Um, so we got the Ronto wrap. We got we we, we took a break because we we just we're on this energy high, but then we had a fast pass for Smuggler's Run. So we're like, dude, this is a heavy hitting morning. We get over to Smuggler's Run. Obviously, you have to go see the Falcon when you go to Smuggler's Run, and it's in Docking Bay Seven. Gorgeous spires, these these beautiful rock formations, and you when you go. When you're in the fast pass, you go right past the standby line. And at this time, the standby line was wrapped all the way around the Falcon or on the other side of the docking bay. And I'm like, mm. damn, dude, this is like an hour plus, you know, it was like a hundred minute wait or whatever. And we yeah. we slap our, our Mickey bands on there. We cut through and we get into Smuggler's Run. And there's really, there's no spoilers that I can tell you from this ride. It is a fun ride. There's no storyline. Um, you get to meet Hondo. Which is super cool. Um, I will tell you the Hondo animatronic is fantastic. It is definitely, the articulation is unbelievable. He is the real life Hondo. He's the real life (laughs) thing, dude. So you get to meet him. He gives you a little mission. Chewie shows up and then you get right into the Falcon. And you are in you're basically in the main hold of the Falcon where they have the, the table, the bench, all the barracks, and you get paired up with four other people. So it's six people total in the cockpit of the Falcon, and they basically assign you a job. You are either an engineer, which is terribly boring, you're a gunner, or you're the pilot. So our first experience with Smuggler's Run, we were the gunners, and there was an elderly person who got to be the pilot um so <laughs> this is a what, motion was it han solo was uh, it han solo <laughs> yeah, right oh i wish i mean you said elderly person right. i just assumed <laughs> uh, we this this woman this poor lady um should have traded her ticket with me because uh, she had no idea what was no, happening she was there with her son and he was like mom you gotta hit the button when it lights up Oh, it and was, she just was not following. No, it was And awful. she was in the key seat. Right. Like the two pilots do different things and she was the main one driving. Right, right. So that was great. Yeah, so <laughs> if you're not familiar with Smuggler's Run, it is a motion-controlled simulator. It's a VR simulator, basically. You're in the real cockpit of the Falcon, which, by the way, was incredible. Um, oh, yeah. It is an unbelievable experience. Um and they, they, you don't get to spend a lot of time either, though. I just want to preface this. You don't get to hang out like a museum. Like, they literally put you in the cockpit and you go. And then when you're done, you're out of the cockpit and they push you away. Like, so you do not get a time to do a photo shoot in there. So don't well, expect. Well, with wait times. Right. How they are, of course. Right. Well, just don't expect if you're going to Galaxy's Edge that you're going to have a lot of time to do these things. Um I have an odd question because yes. I, every time I go to Disney, I do this. But 
In either of the rides when you're waiting in the queue, were you looking at all for hidden Mickeys? Do you yes. guys know about hidden Mickeys? Yes, and we didn't okay. see any. None? We saw Not none. a single one. Yeah. Mm. So we were definitely Maybe they're just really hidden? <laughs> they're extra hidden? I don't know. Um, no, we definitely looked, Justin. Okay. We did okay. not see any. Um, but with the smugglers run, yeah, you, you you get in this cockpit and you have to fly this mission. And if you don't know what you're doing as a pilot, it can give you serious motion sickness. And because this Ooh. woman was just crashing the Falcon onto literally everything that could be crashed into, <laughs> it was an unenjoyable experience. I mean, it was cool because you're in the Falcon, but like, dude, I wanted to throw up because you're literally flying the Falcon and hitting like you're crashing us everything. And you feel every bump, you jerk, you know, your whole body's moving around, you're bumping around and you're trying to you know, take it seriously. Um, I didn't want to yell at the lady, but I would be, you know, here's my thing. If you're, if you're going to do smugglers run, make sure you have a competent pilot. Just, just make sure you have a competent pilot because it will make you sick to your stomach. If you do not have a competent pilot. So, um, we did ride smugglers run a second time. We got to ride it twice. Um, we, we went over to tower of terror late at night. Of course we wanted to ride it when it's spooky and dark out. So we did tower of terror, which is on the exact opposite side of galaxy's edge. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. so we rode that and we we looked at our, our watch and we're like, do we have time to run over to bat too? Cause the park was like closing. We uh, had 10 minutes to get from Tower of Terror to Smuggler's Run. Before the park, like, before they close the line. So if you know anything about Hollywood Studios, that is a hike. Mm. It is a very long yeah. distance. So, I mean, I got to give it up to Neely because she's much smaller than I am, and my footsteps are a lot longer. Um, she did her best to keep up with me, running from one side of Hollywood Studios to the other. But we were literally, like, the last people to get on Smuggler's Run that night. And it was awesome, it was a totally different experience at night. We got on with, with a competent pilot. We got on with like some diehard Star Wars fans, just like us. Yeah. And it was so cool. Like the experience is totally different if you're doing that ride with people who care about what they're doing and actually enjoy Star Wars. And the pilot was badass. Whatever his name was, I don't I don't know because I didn't meet them, but yeah, they were great. I gave him props though. I gave him a huge shout out at the end of the ride. I was like, you know, whatever. Like um, but it was so good to ride it with a competent pilot. We got yeah. to do our job. Um, it was a much more enjoyable experience. But yeah, Smuggler's Run, got to do it. Got to do it. Okay. Some other keystones of Galaxy's Edge, Blue and Green Milk. We went to the Blue and Green Milk stand. Um, and what was crazy is I didn't think, I did not expect there to be a difference in the flavor of the Blue and Green Milk. And I actually was kind of hesitant to like buy into the hype of the blue and green milk because obviously everyone talks about blue and green milk. There is a striking difference between the two. Um, Mm. I will recommend the blue milk to anyone that is... Blue is better. Yeah. The blue milk is way better. I can't even describe the flavor of them though. Like the green tasted green... Yes. Yes. <laughs> if green had a taste. I don't taste. know. <laughs> it tasted green. Yes. I don't know. I didn't like it. <laughs> it is the did it 
Did they identify what animals they're from, or they were just blue and green milk? <laughs> no, they they uh, they I had a description. So. They had a description on the sign of what the flavor or what the ingredients were. Like there was coconut milk and rice milk, and you know different things. But they did not mention any animals. Um, no, but I was no, blue milk is Bantha's milk. Oh, they did mm-hmm. call. No, it was called um, Bantha something. You're right, Josh. It did have. It wasn't called just blue and green milk. They did have a name for yeah. it. Okay. Um, I was just curious. I was curious how immersive they were getting because I like. I feel like what animal the milk comes from is something that like we know and the story group knows. Right. But maybe you know what I mean. Like, no, you're right. There is a small sign. And it does have the 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 names of the creatures, but it but we just called it blue and green milk. Now, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing is what I didn't know: you can get this with alcohol. And I also didn't realize Ooh. like how open Russian. Disney is with with <laughs> with open carry. You can literally get alcohol all over the Disney parks now. And I was surprised that, at that. Like it's an open carry park now. Um, but yeah, there were in, there were people in line with us at 11 a.m. that were getting loaded blue milks, and I was like, "Damn, man! Like it's 11 a.m. You guys are crazy." <laughs> that's that's brave because I I totally see like some drunk nerd going up to Darth Vader, you blew up Alderaan, <laughs> you know, like, right, right, uh, you know. But that that was kind of interesting that they serve alcohol at the blue and, and green milk stand. But definitely recommend the blue. You can get it with the souvenir cup, but we didn't want to get the souvenir cup. It was kind of like. No. It was really just yeah. non-functional. Uh, so there was that. A um, couple other things. We went to uh, Doc Ondar's. Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities, which is, oh, guys, as collectors, this is the shop you got to go to. Okay? There were there were so many merch stands around Batu, but Doc Ondar's had all the really cool really unique stuff like they had a calicori they had the jedi guardian mask which is something that i bought they have the sith holocrons they have the kyber crystals they have all these really unique paintings pieces of artwork and then they have the lightsaber hilts but for us as diehards what they have on the um, upper levels of doc ondars are actual movie props and then, um, like, they had the Mandalorian armor. They had um, his rifle, his pulse rifle. They had all these really cool, like, they had a stuffed wampa, like a life-size stuffed wampa. And yeah. it, it was, cool. like, a, it was a diehard Star Wars fan's dream come true to see all these elements come to life. And then let alone have it be a functional store where you can buy cool-ass Star Wars stuff. So mm-hmm. um, so I got my Jedi, Jedi Guardian mask. I got um, my Sith holocron, bought the Kyber crystal, hoping it was a black Kyber crystal. Um, and sure enough, when I opened up my Kyber crystal a day later, it was a black Kyber crystal. So I got nice. uh, very lucky. Um, first try. First try. Got the black Kyber crystal, and it is really cool. Um, I cannot wait to get a Jedi holocron, and I can't wait to get more Kyber crystals to play around with. It's fun, man. It's a. You guys are going to want one. Like The yeah. moment you see it, you're going to be like, oh, I, I got to get one. So that was cool. <laughs> one thing I did learn, though, if you buy a lightsaber or or Jedi guardian mask, anything that's oversized that you can't put in your luggage to go home, um, you can have Disney ship it to your house for a cost. So, like with the Jedi guardian mask, I could not take it to I could not take it to my hotel. I couldn't carry it around. Bad too. So I actually had them FedEx it to our house. It got here in what six days. So that's not bad at all. 
Um, yeah. It just showed up today. Um, so that was cool. But another tip for anyone going to Batu, if you want to buy merch, you want to buy stuff, buy it early. Okay, so get all your merch out of the way. Go to Doc Ondar's, go to the, the Toy Darian Toy Maker, buy everything super early, and then send it to package pickup at the front of the park. Okay, you don't have to carry it around with you. It'll be in a safe location and you can pick it up when you're ready to leave for the day. So that is a hot tip that I definitely recommend to anyone like us that are collectors. Even if you buy one pin, you can send it to the package pickup and it'll be ready for you at the end of the day. So hot tip there. Um, And you have to do that earlier in the day because there's a certain time cutoff. I think it takes about an hour or so for them to actually get it to there. So you have to give them time to do that. So we, what time did we go to Doc Anders? It was like six. Yeah, it was later. It was later. And the park closed at eight. So they were like, yeah, we can't really do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they couldn't guarantee they could get it to our hotel. Right. For us before we were going to check out. Right. So you, so, can, you, if you do stay on a Disney property, they can send your your collectibles to your hotel as well. So if you don't want to do package pickup, they can send it to your Disney Resort free of charge. But you have to give them like forty eight hours. Right. Right. Gotcha. So just another it quick probably tip. won't take that cool. long, but it might. Right. Well, one yeah. thing that we did send to our hotel was the droid that you built. So they also yes. outside of Doc Ondar's, they have a really cool. Droid Depot, where mm-hmm. you basically can build a BB-8 unit or an R2 unit, but you you make it yourself, and you pick up the parts from the assembly line. So, Neely, go ahead and talk about your droid experience. Yeah, so I this is something that I was very excited about, thinking about it forever, because BB-8's like my favorite thing ever. And Christopher was like, you're going to make a droid when we go to Galaxy's Edge. So I was going in thinking that I would make one that looked like BB-8 with the little dome head. But when I got there, looking at all the options, I went with an evil BB Mm, because it was just so cute. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) what it was about it, but I just had to go with my gut and I picked an evil BB and he's red, was it red and black? Red, black, white and white, yeah. Body, and then his head is black, and the bottom of his head is red. Yeah. Yes. And she was able to pick those parts from an assembly line. So you can basically yeah. pick, you can mix and match your droid however you want. And the Astromechs that you can build are far more customizable than the BB units. So like the Astromechs, if you want a clear dome, you want orange legs, you want a yellow body, mm-hmm. you can you can do an R5 head, you can do a CP head, you can do an R2 head. Um, so the Astromechs are really customizable. But what's cool yeah. is you then take those parts over to a station where a cast member helps you build the droid and make it come to life so neely was able to do that um 
show you how the remote works. Well, they turn they they give it life, and what's really interesting, unlike mm-hmm. the Spiro droids, you can talk to the droid and tell it to move forward, spin around, go backwards, go left, go right, follow me. Um, you can give it yeah. verbal commands, and it will listen to you. And then if if we wanted to, we can go back and buy personality chips, and you can put a personality chip into the droid, and you can make it grumpy like Chopper, you can make it uh, you know happy and chipper like whatever. Um, so they have all these different personality chips. You can you can basically customize them a million different ways. Disney went all out on this. Um, the Droid Depot though is a place that you can literally buy any type of droid thing that you want. Uh, Neely got me a wind-up chopper. Um, there was a, a gonk droid that was a wind-up toy, and he just gonked around. Um, K2 stuff, all different. I mean, guys, yeah. this was decked out in droid paraphernalia. It was wild. Nice. So definitely recommend that. It's a $99 price point to build the droid, though. So if you're going to do that, um, make sure you have the budget ready for it. To build, We did not do the lightsaber build, though. That's a $200 ticket. Um, so we might do that for celebration, but it's a $200 ticket to build a lightsaber. So I don't know if we're going to do that. Um, one, so the last big thing that, um, that you experience at galaxy's edge is Oga's cantina guys, you have to get a reservation for Oga's cantina. So you can't just walk into Oga's cantina. So I want to also tell anybody listening that's want, that wants to go, you have to book it through the My Disney Experience app. You have to book your reservation time. If you cancel your reservation, they charge you money if you miss it. Um, but you have to book Oga's cantina. You cannot just get in line and go. So here's the thing, man. This is straight out of Star Wars Dreams. You, you get in your queue to get in. You pass the droid scanner on your way in, just like in A New Hope at the Moss Eisley Cantina. The doors open as you... And here's the other cool thing about Black Spire. All the doors open like they do in Star Wars. Like they're actual Star Wars doors. So they slide open. It's super nice. cool. Um, but you walk in the cantina. And if you have a large group, they put you in a booth or a table. Or if you're just one or two people, they put you right at the bar. So, of course, they put us right at the bar, um, right at the head of the bar. So we were right in the center of this massive U-shaped cantina. And uh, our bartender, Sean, I believe his name was. Um, Kyle. Kyle. Close. Okay. Very, very Batu name. Very right, Batu right. name. Kyle. Kyle, Kyle Batu. Uh, they, <laughs> these bartenders were legit characters. They were all legit I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about this experience. Um, they were very quick-witted. They had tons of jokes. They knew exactly oh, yeah. how to like sell the drinks, how to sell the environment. They interacted off each other. Um, at one point, a, a woman next to us asked the bartender to take a photo of her and her family, and he takes the camera, and he just starts taking selfies of himself and then walks around the entire bar, like literally this entire giant bar, just taking selfies with the other bartender. And he played it off <laughs> as just like a total joke. And it was so funny. It was so good. Um, but I want to talk to you guys about this. They have DJ Rex, Rex being the old Star Tours guide. He is now retired from Star Tours, and now he DJs at the cantina. And he's just, he's just sitting back there up in his little booth playing all this Star Wars music, and it's bumping, and it's super loud. And um, guys, I'm telling you, man, it is it is like a movie set. It is so incredibly detailed. It is so well-crafted. They have IG unit skulls as like the taps for the beer 
and like so you would go up to an IG skull and like just pour your beer into it. It's so mm. crazy. They have all types of creatures and tanks behind the bar. Um, but of course the bar tops lit up, you know, it's just it's just so unbelievable. Um, there are drinks for non-alcoholic, uh, they're non-alcoholic drinks. So for myself who doesn't drink at all, it was awesome. Cause I had a whole menu of drinks that I could have. And our first round, we got two different drinks. Um, Neely got the fuzzy Tauntaun and I got the blurg fire. So the fuzzy Tauntaun is very, um, it's like their main drink and it's a Chirac peach vodka with peach schnapps, simply orange with tangerine, pure cane sugar, and it has a buzz button tingling foam. Okay. This foam. Now, of course I don't drink, but Neely does. How is that foam? Oh boy. It felt Did it have so a good mouth weird. taste. No. <laughs> mouth feel. I mouth hated feel. it. <laughs> mouth feel. I hated it so much. I literally wanted to just push all of the foam off because the drink itself was good, but the foam made my mouth feel super weird. Right. And it was like salty and uh, oh, God, I just wanted to puke. And you weren't the only one that had that experience. There was a guy next to us that ordered it, too, later on, and he was, like, feeling the same way. He's like, oh, no, this ain't for me. <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. Now, and did when, the fuzzy Tauntaun smell bad? It made me feel bad. I mean, bad. Just, I, like, right. I know they smell worse on the outside. I thought they smelled bad on the outside, but, you know. But yeah, I mean, the whole the he fo- took it right out of my out of my brain. The, the, <laughs> like getting ready to. <laughs> but the foam is it, it's supposed to numb your mouth. It's supposed to be an out of this world drink. So uh-huh. it did its job. Um, and when he set the drink down, he said, "Be careful with that foam. It's not for human consumption." Right. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. his I was line. Like, You're correct, Kyle. It's disgusting. <laughs> bad mouth feel. <laughs> yes, very bad. Uh, the blurg fire is. Odwalla lemonade, pomegranate juice, and a habanero lime. And it was a salted rim of, of my glass. And it really was a very unique flavor, something I've never had before. Very Star Wars in my mind. Um, but then we got a second round. You're only allowed 45 minutes inside Ogus Cantina, so you have to kind of like hurry it up. Um, so really, it's only you can have two rounds. We got the Spice Runner, which is... What, just a hard cider? So it's a... Spiced uh, hard cider. Spiced hard cider with a very vibrant red color. And then I I got the Black Spire Brew, which was a cold brew coffee with honey, falernum, passion fruit, and citrus. It was really interesting. It was a coffee that had a flavor that I couldn't really describe. Um, So once again, very out of this world. But one thing that we also ordered was Oga's Obsession, because you can also get food there. This was the standout from Oga's Cantina. What it was is basically like a Petri dish that had um, lemonade, cotton candy, um, like a cotton candy swirl on top, had blueberry popping pearls, and um, had like um, Pop Rocks. It was like bursting Pop Rock fruit. Hmm. Guys, I cannot describe this snack to you. It was so weird. It was so good. It was so good. It was so good. Mm. I would. De- I'm definitely getting this next time I go to Oga's Cantina. Um, it was so much fun to eat because you have all these different. You have Jello. You have popping pearls. You have crispy pop rocks. The cotton candy. 
they did a great job with this. So everything about Oga's Cantina ruled. And then at one point, the bartenders just broke into this like crazy chant that went on for like four and a half minutes where they're just yelling, screaming, they're clapping their hands. All of us in the crowd are doing it. Like, I don't even know what we're doing, but like... One of us. One of us. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Kalima. Kalima. It was so cool. It was so cool. So when we go, um, you know, I don't know if you guys are going to have the luxury to go to to California Disneyland for celebration, but if we all get the chance to go, I want to get a booth and experience this with you guys because it's just, it's absolutely unbelievable. Um, Yeah. that, That food that you talked about, it literally sounded like, the head chef is Buddy the Elf. <laughs> like, yes, it's all sugar. It's and all sugar. sugar. And like, I don't, yeah. Yes, it's all sugar. Now, um, yes. now, Justin, I was able to score you in Ahsoka. Josh, I was not able Sweet. to score you in Ahsoka. Here's, here's the thing. I did get you a gift. Really smart. I did get you a gift from Oga's Cantina, though. Um, so I am going to be sending you uh, an Ewok coaster from Oga's Cantina, Ooh. and it is really cool. It's so cool. I saw someone across the bar had one, and I'm like, damn, I want that. So I literally looked at Kyle, our bartender, and I said, hey, Kyle, how can I get one of those Ewok coasters? And he, he got them for me. So I didn't get you an Ahsoka, but I got you an Ewok coaster. Um, it is super cool. Um, so sorry I couldn't get the Ahsoka. Um, it's cool, man. But here's the thing. Here's where I found the Ahsokas at Star Tours. They huh. So like... They didn't have them at the Toy Darien Toy Maker, and they only had the few at Star Tours, which Star Tours made me sick to my stomach, by the way. I don't know if you guys have ridden Star Tours or if, I mean, yes. it's a motion simulator. You have to wear th- 3D glasses, and I already wear glasses. I'm already visually impaired. So, like, you throw the 3D, the 3D glasses over these, and it just, I mean, it really screwed me up. Um, it was yeah, a, same terrible experience um i did not want to ride star tours again and i actually had to go get dramamine from the first aid center also hot tip if you go to disney the first aid center on site is really useful and uh free yeah it's totally free free. yes Mm -hmm. so we we definitely utilize the first aid service several times um last minute touches here because i know i only wanted to spend about an hour and kind of in you know dive into this a little bit um couple things they did not have the sporks i was very excited to buy a star wars spork they had it heavily advertised as something that they were going to have for sale um the the cast member at docking Bay seven which is one of their on-site restaurants told me that the the batu or the uh, what would she what did she say the the land out west or something like this. She had some like dumb thing I that she said. I think it was said. like a planet called California. That's what it was. A planet called California has the sporks, but we haven't received our shipment yet. So mm. um, I was really looking forward to getting a spork. And um, so if you're going to Disney, Walt Disney World, you're not going to get them there. You can only get them at Disneyland. So I'll get them in August at Celebration, but really hoping for it uh, on our trip. I could tell you were really bummed about it because you wrote it in the notes twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it sucks it's man. a cool I, spork it, yeah it's, it's a, a really cool, cool yeah, they did look really cool it's a yeah. fun it's a fun little star wars knickknack and it would have been something really fun to have um one thing that i was really disappointed about neely and i had discussed this was the lack of rise of resistance merch um mm. actually for the most part the merch was very uh disappointing 
And, you know, this is coming out of the mouth of a, of a Star Wars collector. And there was nothing that really spoke to me as, as a must-have. You know, um, there was a blanket that was kind of cool, but the price point was real high. Um, yeah. You know, there were, no, there were no really cool pins. We ended up, we did, you know, obviously I've talked about my love of pins. We did get two pins. They were, but there was nothing there that was like, man, I got to have that pin. I kind of mm-hmm. like asked Neely, I said, which one should I get? Like I couldn't even decide because there was nothing that really stood out for me as a must have item. But of course I got a rep, uh, you know, a black spire pin at, at my jacket at celebration. But like there was not one that was really unique. There wasn't anything limited. Um, you know, the, uh, so the merch selection wasn't, wasn't very good. Um, the t-shirts were kind of cheesy like they weren't, uh, once again, nothing really stood out to me. Um, just overall our experience at Disney, the star Wars merch was kind of lacking. Even the, her universe Mm. lines, when you go to Disney Springs or magic kingdom, there was nothing out that was really of, of note. Justin, I got you that, uh, black series Hondo. That was cool. I know I'm excited. Yo, it's a beautiful figure. Um, they did have a, a Black Series set that had DJ Rex in it. They had the Black Series set that had uh, Commander Pyre. Um, but the price points on them, you know, 70, 70 80 bucks, depending on which set you get. Um, that's a pretty high par- price point for casual fans, you know? So We're, Now, when you were shopping around and you found them, was there an abundance of all three of those sets? Or was it, like, very sparing of those sets? It depended on what store you went to. Um it was definitely now I picked up your set at Disney Springs because when I it, saw it, I thought, oh my God, I gotta get this now in case I don't find it later. So I got mm. it immediately at Disney Springs. But there were I would say that there was more there's more availability of the Black Series figures at Disney Springs than there was at Galaxy's Edge Hollywood okay. Studios. Yes. Okay. Yeah. By far. Cool. Okay. Um now as far as like individual figures, they were just like you go to Target. They had a ton of Janas. They had a ton of Zori Bliss. I mean, it was like there was no variety, no selection. Um, there was no, absolutely zero Mandalorian action figures anywhere. Zero. It was insane to me that they didn't have anything available. There was a guy on one of my Facebook groups that just posted a picture today. He picked up the Mandalorian vintage collection wave. So it's the Mandalorian, right. Cara Dune, the clone trooper, and... Was it the Remnant, uh, the remnant trooper? Y- yeah, I, I think so. But it was like those four. He picked all four of them up at, uh, uh, at the park today. He goes, I wasn't oh, okay. expecting to find this when I walked in, and he picked up all four uh, of them. But yeah, we, we totally missed that. that. Totally missed I, that. I think it's important for people to know, though, because there's a lot of people that if you go on Evil Bay or other places that are upcharging these figures. And I don't. Uh, wh- what time did you pick up that set at Disney Springs? Was Must it morning, afternoon, or night? Uh, early evening. Early evening. Okay, okay. So yeah. they were still sitting around in the evening. So yes. people that are looking for these figures. If you know somebody going there, if, if you know somebody down there, have them go pick you one up. If you, if you know, they'll pick you one up at a reasonable price. Right. Don't pay the scalper price at $125 a pop. Cause they're no. making sick money off of this. So just, just fair warning to people 
Yes, and, and that's a good point, Justin. There was more than enough availability of those Black Series figures at Disney Springs, um, which is a free... It, you don't have to pay a, a park ticket to get in there. Nope. You just go to Disney Springs, you can pick it up. But I just severely... I, I was severely disappointed with the with the Star Wars merch selection. I mean, just across the board. I, I don't know what I was expecting, but it was... It was not impressive. Uh, so I, you know, whatever. That's just my opinion. If if you're into it, you go there. You like stuff. That's cool, man. That's cool. I just, I definitely was looking for some limited merch. I was looking for some Rise of Resistance merch. I was so excited to ride the ride, to have that experience, to not even get a, a T-shirt or a pen or anything. Was very disappointing. I would have loved to have a Rise mm-hmm. of Resistance pin that I could rep on my jacket as like a badge of honor. Like I rode this, yeah. I rode this ride, you know, and, and I don't have that. So and, that was crazy. And just so people know, the flight suits that they have there, if you're thinking about trying to use that for 501st or, mm. you know, uh, Rebel Legion, whatever, check your CRLs first because from what I'm gathering is they are not accurate. So you would have to do some modification to them before they are accurate for the CRLs. So just so people are aware, don't assume you can walk in there, buy one, and you're good to go. There's plenty of reputable vendors that make the actual movie-specific flight suits and uniforms that meet the CRLs out there. So um, I think it's more for fun and costuming and things like that. But uh, just check your CRLs first. Don't just go buy it and assume you're going to get in because it's sold at Disney. Good call. Good call. I will tell you, um, you just reminded me, the the Ray Skywalker, Palpatine, whatever, her costume that you can buy at Batu is actually pretty sweet. So yeah. you can buy the different pieces of Ray's outfit. It's really nice. It's really nice. friggin' nice. That's a high quality, high quality outfit you can buy directly at the park. But yeah, the flight suits were kind of yeah. Now that you said that, Justin, yeah, they definitely were not at at a caliber that you would ex, you know you would expect for the five of first. Um, so last last minute thoughts. We had to go back to Batu at night. I obviously mentioned um, we we ran back from Tower of Terror, Road Smugglers Run. We had to see the spires at night. We had to see the lighting. Guys, we got solo. Not to make a pun, but we got solo photos with the Falcon. Um, there was like no one there. There was no one there. So <laughs> if you're crazy. going to Galaxy's Edge, tough it out. Stay until after park close. If you know anything about Disney. It, they don't kick you out unless you're like there two hours after park close, but like you can explore Batu, and there was no one there at night. So we were able to get our own awesome photos with the Falcon. Um, it was quiet. There were no strollers breaking your ankles, running over your feet. Um, it was a really different experience. So please power through if you go to Galaxy's Edge. See it during the day. See it at nighttime because it has a totally different look. They light up the spires. It's absolutely gorgeous. And the marketplace has all the lights on. It is for all intents and purposes, it is it is exactly as advertised. It is a different world. 100%. Did, did, did you see the X-Wing drone things that they're flying? Were they there or was that is that the one in is that the West version? Batu so West. What I've heard is that they were they were experimenting with it in Disneyland, uh, Batu West. Okay. Um, but there was one moment that we were near the first order um, portion of Batu and I heard by the way, it is fully immersive sound effects. They have speakers in 
places that you can't even see and it's all custom you know sound sound design there was at one point we were in the first order side and i felt like an x-wing flew overhead like it like the sound was so intense i was like oh you know and i looked up to the sky you know it was crazy yeah but i don't think there were drones no we didn't see any Mm -mm. did you guys have any um interesting character experiences with any like Marquee characters, Ray, Kylo Ren, Stormtroopers. I don't know who else. I think, is there anybody? I don't know if there's anybody else walking around. I know they used to have like OT characters in the park, but. Yeah. Well, so we, so we, we saw V Mirandi. We saw Chewie a couple times. The Chewie suit looks a lot better in person than it does in photographs on the internet. Um, cause I think he looks terrifying in photos on the internet, <laughs> but he looked really cool in person. Um, now, with the Stormtroopers and Kylo Ren, there was one funny moment where Kylo Ren, like, he was, like, 10 feet ahead of us, and some girl, like, walked up to him, and he just, like, was just, intim- like, just being intimidating Kylo, and she was just freaking out, and I don't know what he was saying to her, but it was really funny. He was chasing her away, uh, but we didn't have any personal interactions with the characters. We did, however, meet BB-8, um, so if you go over to... Yes. Um, what is it called? It's the uh, Star Wars Landing Bay. Launch Bay. Launch Bay. Launch Bay. They have a museum of Star Wars artifacts. So you can see Anakin Skywalker's pod uh, racer. You can see the scout uh, bike from Return of the Jedi. You can see all different types of uh, movie used replicas. They had all the Rise of Skywalker um, movie props there, uh, which is really cool. But we got to meet BB-8. Neely got to take her photo with her hero. Um, so that yeah. was pretty cool. Uh, it was awesome. But that was the one character experience we had was over at Launch Bay, which is a free experience. If you get in the park, you can meet uh, Darth Vader. You can meet, um, who else? It was Darth Vader. Chewie. Chewie. Uh, BB-8. Yeah. So that was super cool. Uh, so it's nice. slash half museum, half meet and greet. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I don't know what else I can say about this experience. It was... It was absolutely as advertised. It was worth every penny. I want to go back. I can't wait to go back to just not have the hype, not have the anxiety, and to just hang out there. So now that I've experienced it, now that I've done all this, I want to just take it in and enjoy it. Um, As someone who has done all the things now, I don't have to put pressure on myself to learn all the ins and outs to, to learn the different shops, to get on rise of the resistance. And I just want to go there and hang out. So, um, I am looking forward to seeing the differences between Batu East and Batu West. We're going to be at galaxy's edge at celebration uh, in August. So we'll get to see what that looks like and what the differences are. If any, um, the map does look slightly different when you look at it. So I'm pretty excited about that. But I mean, for the most part, I'm a diehard. Neely, you love Star Wars. Not as much as I do, but you love it enough. No, you know? but I do love it. Um, what was your What were your final takeaway? What was your final, if you were to tell somebody that's never been there before, what the experience is like? It's just like being on another planet. It's really awesome. I think even if you don't like Star Wars or you're not a diehard fan, you'll still enjoy it because... Everything there is just so immersed in Star Wars with the like signs being in the, sorry, what's the Star Ar- Wars language? Arbesh. There it is. <laughs> yeah. All the signs are in that. And yeah, I just, just a really great experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, make sure you know you do your homework, download the app, get your magic bands, take full advantage of all the tools that Disney has given uh, the, the park goers, and, and just have the best time. Just be a kid. Just be a little kid and, and put yourself in this environment that you're not going to get anywhere else. And I promise you, this is not just a park add-on where they dropped in characters or creatures. This is a fully immersive environment. You do not feel like you're at Disney. You feel like you are absolutely at Batu. So, um, dang man, I hope I hope you guys get a chance to go soon. Um, Me too. I really want to talk Rise of Resistance with you guys. Um, there's a lot to talk about there. There's a lot to talk yeah. about there. Oh yeah. So, you know, who knows? Fingers crossed. Maybe we'll take it. Kyle suggested we take it. Not bartender Kyle, but our Kyle, our Star Wars friend Kyle. Um, he suggested we take a road trip down to uh, Walt Disney World sometime soon. I know Kyle's a big Disney, uh, a Disney freak like me. So we might take a road trip down sooner or later. Who knows? Um, but do you guys have any any questions or anything you want to ask us before we split for the for the show? I, I appreciate you picking up the Ahsoka doll for me, and as much as I would love to say it's mine, it's not. It's going to my daughter. So, oh, <laughs> nice, Aww. nice, yeah, man. And sorry, Joss. I'm less, I'm less jealous now. That's good. <laughs> I, I wish I could well, claim and, it, but it's not going to be mine. <laughs> and thank you for getting me something anyway. Oh, of course. I mean, of course. You didn't have to do that. I really appreciate it. No, that's cool. You're, you're gonna like it. So, um, yeah. So with I do like Ewoks. All right. Well, if you if you are uh, interested in getting more tips or, or expanding on anything that we talked about, you can hit us up at SW Friend Show. Uh, you can hit me up at No One Is Chris. Where can they find you guys at? I am Josh, and I am Battle of Tanab on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Justin. You can reach me at I am the Bendu on Twitter. Perfect. So, um, and then I'm also doing an Instagram takeover. It'll only be for the one day that the show drops, but I'll be taking over the Instagram for a day, um, just posting photos and videos from from Galaxy's Edge. But you'll be able to see that if you listen to the show later. You'll be able to go to the SW Friends Show Instagram, take a look at our photos and our videos from the experience that line up to what you heard on today's show. Um, we definitely appreciate our growing uh, friends, our Star Wars friends across the yeah. world. It is. Uh, it is awesome to see so many new people join into our community over the last few weeks. It's grown substantially. So thank and, you to everyone. And for our prize winners from earlier this week, if you listen to our last episode, call in or, or sorry, message us on Twitter and claim your prize. Yeah. If you haven't already. Yeah, please. Let's get those out. We want to get those out to people. So um, email us, show at Star Wars Friends. Dot com if you have any questions about Galaxy's Edge or anything, really. Um, we are going to be doing a Clone Wars Episode 3 recap show that's coming out in just a few days Tomorrow. after this Ooh. drops. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited Ooh. about that. So uh, finally get to dive in and talk about my thoughts uh, about Wrecker's Fear of Heights and all the other problems I had with the show. No, we'll save that for the, for the Clone Wars show. So anyways, listen, thanks for, thanks for joining us on Star Wars Friends. And as always, may the Force be with you. Always. Always. Later. Hey, friends. Don't forget to subscribe to the Star Wars Friends podcast and leave an awesome review on whichever podcast app you're listening on. 
Catch up on past episodes, fun interviews, and more at StarWarsFriends.com. Connect with the Star Wars Friends on social media at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the show at show at StarWarsFriends.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, may the Force be with you.